so if you could domesticate any wild animal as your pet, okay. what animal would you choose? And that, keep in mind, you will be expected to house and maintain the animal in your right. current situation. Right. Well, we just said his fiance is rich. He's okay. Yeah, but we're not, though. That's the thing. We were both teachers. You know, we had teacher salaries. <laughs> That's the thing. Cause You're like, Harry and Megan. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, how healthy are our parents? How healthy? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> They're pretty pretty healthy. I uh, don't think we're seeing that money anytime soon, you know. But, uh, okay, so the question is which animal. Like, the truth is we got a dog three months ago. Wild animal. I know, but that was a mistake. So, ah. <laughs> so getting a and wild now you'll animal. Have to, I mean, if it, if what's, the, what's a small, quiet, wild animal? Is there such a thing? Uh, uh, sloth? Sloth, maybe? Not so small. Koalas sleep 20, like, two hours a day. Yeah, but when they're not hiring eucalyptus, they're crazy. Well, how small are you talking? Just something that doesn't take up a lot of space, like... Uh, like a chipmunk or something. Yeah, something like that. Because if you domesticated like a squirrel, no, the thing, this animal will be domesticated. My yeah. brother has a pet squirrel. Like his oh, really? wife took it in. Like they took it in. Like apparently, like it's cool. Whenever it hates my brother, but like it likes his wife. So. Yeah, I mean, because you're forcing this on me. I'd rather have nothing personally, but. Like, <laughs> I'm the same way. But come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because like then you could do like you could do like some kind of like lizard thing. You just have to have them like a, like an aquarium or something. But. Terrarium. Terrarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Unless it's a. A swimming lizard. Yeah, but then that takes up space. I, I think I think I would. I you don't goldfish. Yeah, but that's so lame that it's not even worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would do like a squirrel or something. A squirrel, okay. Yeah, why not? Like, if you had a think if you had a domesticated squirrel. I think you'd go chipmunk, right? I feel like they're like a squirrel but more adorable. The thing about yeah. squirrels is they're basically just rats that look better. Mm-hmm. My grandpa called them tree rats. They're tree rats. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah, I think you go. I think you go chipmunk. Tastes good. Chipmunk. Chipmunk okay. seems a little more. Seems like an adorable squirrel. Seems like it'd be easily stepped on. Chipmunk. Yeah. So like what? It's squirrel. You're just walk. Yeah. You're just walking around the house and at, at night. Well, you, you know, don't want start. it anyway. What do you care? That's yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. Maybe that's the way to go. So you're <laughs> just gonna get something you can immediately murder Absolutely. in the first day. Yeah. What about you, Brent? What do you? What animal are you bringing in? Um. Very good question. We've done this before. I don't want to do the same thing. We've not done this before. Not on air or whatever we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I like animals. Like, uh, so I have two cats. I don't know just what would get along with them. Uh, let's just do like a a bison. A bison? How are you gonna yeah. fit a bison in your house? Yeah, man? no way in hell a bison just can live in here. You can be like an old bison, like adopted old, you know, that's bad knees. <laughs> what? <laughs> a dying bison? <laughs> Yeah, and then like when it's dead, then I can eat it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. I like that bison. All right. It's uh, like the opposite of a squirrel. Uh, I think I would go with an eagle. An eagle. Harpy eagle. Okay. Because I wouldn't have to really house it. That's uh. Yeah, that's yeah cheap, you're right. That, that's cheap. Like you can go still. live in a house or in a tree. And then just wait. Well, hey, what's wrong I with my bison? Put I out need my to put arm. It in my house. So it's like a girlfriend. No, because with. a bison can't fly off and go conveniently live in a tree. I got a decent sized yard. So what you're saying is you want like a, a situation where it's like a girlfriend you don't live with. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I go outside and just like my ex-girlfriends, I just put my arm out to the side and they, and they they're there. They latch on. Bring me whatever I need. Right. Shit on Harpy shoulder. eagle. Right. They latch uh, on. They smell like fish. 
Yes. It's a lot of comparisons to my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> so, Burr feels like a cold open in here. All right. To the Subjective Comedy Podcast with Brad Scott. Brad Scott is a mediocre comedian from Indianapolis. This is his show. If you don't think it's funny, remember, comedy is subjective. We're downloading the premiere episode of The Showdown. And uh, we... The Showdown! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you. Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of WrestleMania, your father's favorite podcast, and your mom hates it. The My Way Podcast with Brad and Corey. Welcome to the Sequel Machine. Brad Scott's experience, Brad Scott's redemption, Brad Scott live. Subjective comedy starts right now. Do me a favor, if you do, if you guys do want to hit the special course tonight, just be careful, don't upset. You wouldn't like this, please. Oh, I That's that Bruce Banner. Welcome to Subjective Comedy. Today we have Justin Seymour. We have producer Perk. I'm Brad Scott. We're going to be talking Chris Rock selective outrage. All right, all three of us watched the special, so I guess we'll just go around the room. We'll start with you, Justin. What were your thoughts? You just want like a general thought on what I felt, yeah. felt about what? Well, I thought one, it was really actually, I mean, it was what I, my first thought when I was watching is like, it's crazy to watch someone who's a, like, he's basically a living legend mm-hmm. in comedy, right? That's, that's. Oh, fair. absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, it was cool to watch that. The production was awesome. I mean, I thought about like how they did all like the stage production was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at, while watching it, I, I did feel a little underwhelmed by it, to be honest. Okay. Let's get your quick thoughts, Brent, and we'll dive into it. I thought it was all right. Uh, it was lacking in some areas, but you know, I I liked it enough that I didn't feel my time was wasted. Okay, I thought it was terrible. Now, this is my opinion, and Chris Rock has achieved more in comedy than I will ever dream of. But I'm as as a you know former big Chris Rock fan, his first two specials were pretty influential on yeah. me starting out in comedy. I felt the same way. Um, I don't think it can be considered an all-time great comedy special, and because I feel like it was automatically disqualified the moment you fuck up your closer. Yeah, that was not a good. Oh, one. I, I I remember. Yeah, he kind of messed up one little joke. Right? No, no, no. He didn't kind of. Me- he fucked up. Oh, yeah. The joke, and he had to acknowledge I that he fucked up, up right? the joke yeah, yeah. because he said emancipation instead of concussion, right. which completely took the sales out of. The punchline. The punchline of concussion. He gave People me still one. Left, but the yeah. smack line in this case. And yeah, and it's like, but dude, that's so it, to me, it, it's like playing a game of pool. I don't care if your first however many shots are all you called the pocket and you nailed them in there. If you scratch the eight ball, you lose. 
all of that is for nothing. So to me, it's like once that happens, we're, we're officially taking it off the table as great of as the all-time great specials. Yeah. Like I'm not putting it up there with, you know, his own Bring the Pain or Bigger and Blacker. I'm not putting it up with any of uh, Chappelle specials or, you know, Daniel Tosh, John Mulaney, Edge, uh, Midlife Vices, Greg Giraldo. I'm not putting it up there with any of those specials. It's automatically disqualified. But kind of breaking down what it was. That's a high bar you're setting there, too. It has to be an all-time special. It's the first streaming, live stream special, so it had that going for it, right? Yeah, but that's the other, but that's the other dilemma, is that it is live, right? Every other special is not yeah. live. It's multiple tapings and cut together. And I feel like if you can deliver the set flawlessly, then you can I, automatically, at least for right now, while this is a new concept, you can automatically be put in that discussion of an all-time great because of those circumstances. But when you fuck up the closer, does not matter. And yeah. like... It's it. People didn't go. That's why you don't do it live. You know what I mean? I mean, that, it wasn't even just. So let's take a look at the magnitude of fucking up that joke, right? I mean, I thought it was cool to see, but that's because I'm a comic. Exactly. Yeah. But honestly, okay. So this is. It's not. It's not just a regular special closer. Yeah. You know what I mean? This. Right. This was a joke we'd been waiting as a public for a year. For a year. Yeah. So that's a huge joke. This is your first response publicly on the record to one of the, you know, pop culture moments of our lifetime. And to fuck it up that way, to where you have to even address that you fuck it up that way, I mean, I don't know. I personally have not thought Chris Rock was that funny for me. In, in years. Like, I thought Tambourine wasn't very good, and I thought the HBO specials kind of gradually got a little uh, worse and worse. But I think just fucking up that... That's the, that's the moment everybody was waiting for. Yeah, for sure. But it wasn't like he completely blew the whole bit. I mean, it was like, what, 10 minutes or something like that? Yeah. He blew one, basically one line. Right, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, yeah, it's a big line. It's a big line. It's yeah. an it's an important joke in that bit. I I get it. You're right. It's a. I thought he handled it as best as he could. I did too. Oh no, that, that's but, not what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no, I know no. what you're. I know what you're saying though. I I don't disagree. I don't. Hold, I can't. I it was all leading up to that, and he fucked up that part. Yeah, well, and, but also you're Chris Rock, like he said, yeah. icon. That's what's expected of you. It's you know what I mean. It's the reason we don't get as. Uh, you know, we don't harp as much on when somebody like, uh, you know, J.R. Smith doesn't have a good game in the finals, but we're going to rip apart LeBron James because of the expectations based on greatness or perceived greatness. And Chris right. Rock has been considered one of the greatest comedians of all time. And to fuck up that way, I mean, it's, it's a knock. I oh, had a, absolutely. Oh, go ahead, Brent. Sorry. Oh, I just, you know, agreeing with that point. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, I agree as well. I don't think you can take it away. I, but more, honestly, more I, as I was watching it, it I didn't think, again, I was like, I didn't feel like my time was way, honestly, what I actually did like that it was live, it was like the first time in a really long time that I felt like I had an event in my house. Yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. I, I really like that. I think going forward, I think they should do that kind of thing more. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to do that with Louis' special at the garden, and I just, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it that night, but um, I think it's a great idea. You know, I mean, it was a moment, and again, yeah. it's the first live-streamed comedy special in history, so it's it's a historical moment. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. 
I thought it was cool, except I, I did feel underwhelmed by the material. I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was nearly as funny or, or, or good as a lot, what a lot of comics are putting he out right now. He I mean, seemed nervous. Yeah, I got that too. I thought, I mean, and his shit. His pacing was all over the place. Yeah. You could hear. He was, he was just leaning up to the end and he was just trying to get through it, but still give it to uh, Well, he, he just, okay, so it comes out and it's already a, an awkward start. I'll say that. Like, he, who, whomever was doing security or was supposed to be watching the crowd, how do you let that much noise? go on in the audience yeah. as he's coming out on stage to the point where he has to tell someone to sit down. Like, that's a, that's a bit ridiculous on Netflix or whomever is producing that show's part. Like, that's a big Yeah, the ball introduction, drop. like, got messed up, too. Like, she had to say it two or three times when she's introducing him. Yeah, and then, well, no, but he has to also come out and address it himself. Yeah. And that's just awkward, yeah. and it makes it an awkward start. And then it, it did settle in. I thought the best material was the stuff about his daughters uh, growing up and being black and rich. Yeah, I did too. I like that. The school too. story. Yeah, that was my favorite part of it. And again, I felt like you, Justin. I just, I definitely felt underwhelmed by the special as a whole. And then the part that everybody was waiting for, like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weak that, like, the mic drop closer is. People ask why I didn't do anything that night because I have parents that raised me. To and you don't fight in front of white people. I yeah, I didn't I didn't quite get that either. I, I I don't think black people did either because I looked on Twitter and there are a lot of black people like the fuck are you talking about? Now that being said, like again, we're three white dudes who are no one hundred percent highly unsuccessful, highly unsuccessful compared to Chris Rock, of course, but. I got the joke, but I don't know. That's a mic drop moment. Yeah. Well, it's just, well, and also I don't find, I don't think that's the truth. No. That's not why you didn't do anything. Oh no, that's yeah. I mean, no. It's okay, tell a joke. It's fine. Jokes are lies half the time. But or, I mean, but I mean, it's just. Okay, so. But I agree with you. I don't think it's like a mic drop. Finish my set here. This is the thing I close on that I just it's leave a, this message to everybody. Yeah. It's a weird joke, and it sounds like the kid in school who's clearly scared of somebody who's challenging them to a fight, and they're like, oh, I would, but the teacher will be back. Right, right. I, that's what it sounded like to me, because yeah. it's like, dude, it, it, like, on its on its own, it's not funny to me. No. It's not a funny joke, and it's... It you doesn't stop the... When he's well, remember, Brad. Bitch, like we're saying, everybody has to call him bitch, and he says bitch like 45 times. Well, if remember... He called it, if he would have called it there... I'd, Comedy is subjective. 100%. And this is my <laughs> subjective critique yep. right. of that set. And it's just, it's a weak closer. And again, Especially it's just, it's, a, up the, the setup. it's a very awkward ending of, I didn't fight back because my parents raised me to not front. Yeah. Can I, I talk about weird. what I thought was, as I was watching, because now that I'm doing stand up, you know, I watched Chris Rock growing up. I watched Baker and Blacker. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I loved, I loved specials. And here's the thing is I those were what in the 90s or late 90s, early 2000s. And I think Bring the Pain was like 95. Yeah, yeah. And then I think uh, Bigger and Blacker was like 98, 99. See, the thing is, Chris Rock is still doing Chris Rock. He's still doing his style. And I had the thought. Com comedians have gotten better. 
they've gotten way better. Yeah. Stylistically, they've figured out how to do stuff now, like in a way that's different. And he's still doing Chris Rock. No, and you, and you, I swear to God, yeah. and I completely forgot to do this. This is how I was going to talk about this. I was going to start the conversation about the subject. I was going to say, did everyone watch the Chris Rock special? Did everyone watch the, the Chris, Chris Rock, Rock special? Spe- yep. The Chris Rock special. We all watched it. Yeah. Like that. Yes, dude. I mean, he's repeating his setups two to three times. Preach, yeah. And yeah. it, it doesn't it have got, that got old to me. It, it also it wasn't quite the same because I don't think he had the same level of confidence yep. in those bits. When he's repeating himself on bigger and blacker and breathing pain, you I think you almost even don't notice it as much. No, not at all. Because it there's feels a big, there's a payoff to it. Well, and it feels so very authentic with what he's saying. He's making very important points. The points he was trying to emphasize on this one are we want cheaper yoga pants because we don't want corporations to do to do good things. That whole section to me sounded like an old guy who does not understand progress in the world and does not understand the young people and is upset. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind that section, but I just didn't think it was like super funny. You know, like it wasn't bad. It was an interesting idea, but. But the stylistically is really what I was thinking about when I was watching him. It was like, so he, he did what he has always done, which is repeat the premise twice. Yes. Basically yelling it. Yes. Tell a joke about that premise. Come back to the premise. Repeat it twice. Tell the second joke about the premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that worked in the 90s and in the 2000s. But I think guys have gotten – and girls have gotten so good at stand-up now. Yeah. That, well, and, and people have gotten good at listening to stand-up. Because it's become so big now. We figured that out. Yep. Yeah. Like I saw the the punch on that. I've been talking about like, Subaru, like giving donating two hundred fifty dollars in charity for every car or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, well, like I'm my favorite charity. Just give you know, just take it off. I, I saw that coming once he first started. That was. Yeah. It just it was very very formulaic and just like with professional wrestling and everything else, audiences. Once they're wise to it, you have to evolve as a performer. Dave yeah. Chappelle doesn't tell jokes the same way he used to. Right. No. Like well, there's an evolution there. So here's the thing about like, uh, well, like with Chris Rock or or whatever, it's like if you think about the way he wrote that, that means he because he repeats his premises so many times, it's writing way less. You're getting way less out of the performance in 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. Right. Chris as, Rock, you shouldn't have to stretch for time, though. Yeah, and as opposed to, like, I, I talked about him last time, was uh, Dion Cole's last mm-hmm. two specials. He, I mean, he, does, he doesn't repeat his premise like that. What he does, he does a premise, does the punchline, and then he does an act out. Almost, almost every joke. And the act out always adds to the joke, but he still doesn't have to write as much because he's spending so much yeah. time doing his act outs. That is, uh, I think, a far superior way of doing what what's going on there. Yeah, and he, in he, my opinion, of course. He, I think, also it's just it's a difference in in content when you're talking about school shootings, when you're talking about race, like he was in the '90s. That preacher style fit better because of the content he was talking about. Yeah. It felt like a, a a good type of preaching, you know, not yeah. like something we all needed to hear. And so, but this time again, he's talking like he does it with everything. So now we're getting that same level of like delivery commitment to something that's about yoga pants and yeah. or the Kardashians or the Kardashians. Yeah. And it's just man, like that's that's not where that needs to be. And it's just yeah, I 
I think I haven't really cared much about a Chris Rock special. The only reason I cared about this one was one because it was live, and two to hear if he was going to address, which which he did. To credit, no, to credit to you, yeah. you sternly, firmly believed he, he absolutely would. I didn't know if he would. He did. He went. He did more than address it. Now, what are your guys' thoughts on how he addressed it? There is a bit of controversy online. I'm and trying to remember because, like, we, you know, I watched it live well, last they, night. So they were, the controversy about, you know, there's a couple. Of, there's, there's actually a couple of different things people are looking at with, with that 10-minute stretch. Yeah. One, this, so I, I don't know. I, I, on one hand, don't have any issue with him talking about Will and Jada's marriage. Because Will and Jada and have in. had no issue talking about their marriage online. So to me, if it's – that's allowed. Yeah, this is a game. private information that he is betraying the trust of people for. The one issue I can't see with it is – so apparently Chris Rock has a bit of a history with punching down on black women and people of, in the black community. I have not personally noticed it, but I also haven't paid much attention to Chris Rock's uh, stuff the last you know couple of decades. A lot of people are talking about, one, punching down on black women, which seems to be a theme in Chris Rock's career. Two, uh, he did make jokes that it's about public information, not any sort of uh, trust betrayed by talking about Will and Jada's marriage. But what did Jada do to Chris? That's the other thing I've been seeing a lot online. Why is he so mad at Jada? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I have, I have no clue. Is, is the perception that she influenced him to do something like that through her? Yeah, and that's – you see a lot of people – because a lot of people are tweeting, like, uh, Chris just, you know, buried Will and Jada. And, like, uh, I even saw one tweet that said something along the lines, and this is someone who is somewhat, you know, has somewhat sort of influence. Uh, something along the lines, Jada, she deserves it. Like, especially Jada, she – and it's it kind of goes in with what black women have been saying for a long time, which is we all we get treated like shit in this country. Yeah, I mean, but I don't I, I don't know. I mean, you can't I don't think you can say that. I mean, I mean, Chris Rock is a black man. You know what I mean? He's talking about this from his I'm perspective. Th- no, no, but I'm talking about the reaction to it as well. Like, the, yeah, the, I don't know the people's. I, I, all I know is my reaction. Which I've been I'm reading right Twitter now. all morning. <laughs> okay. So I kind of get a gauge as to where people sit on this and get ideas. And a lot of people are yeah. saying like. Jada deserved this. And okay. Well, I'm not sure what you like. If you're talking about like after the slap or for the GI Jane joke, she or, hasn't addressed it publicly. Like when? Uh, so she hasn't like, said how, anything about Chris about it. How far back are we going? Of like, what did Jada do? I don't know. I mean, what did Jada do to Chris? Oh, he mentioned special about like a, which was a uh, about she like wanting to step down or whatever from the Oscars because he didn't get like nominated when he fucked up the concussion joke. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Then, the, then it seems a bit of an overreaction on Chris's part. I don't, I don't yeah. really know. or To be honest, I can't really find a way to care. Uh, sure. That's, that's sure. my problem. I don't really – I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We're nobodies. Like, we don't know these famous people's yeah. relationships. Well, I think, too, it just like Will and Jana is getting lumped together because you know, husband and wife, she was involved in the, just the situation. Rock made a joke. Will, uh, Will didn't like it, and he's up like defending her honor, just kind of like them together. But you know, I well, let me ask I you this. Do understand the question, but yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I like I'm just curious what you because when that happened, 
I actually, I actually wrote a joke. I actually wrote a joke the the next day and did it on stage. And I said, um, or and I, yeah, I said the joke I wrote was, you know, immediately after it happened, America became divided instantly because half of America was on Team Smith, the other half was on Team Rock, and basically we haven't been so divided over black people since the Civil War. That was the joke <laughs> I did, right? Now the question is, like, did you take a side in this? Like, whose side did you feel? I mean, your comics. I, I mean, I for me, I, I thought, I thought. When he first did this, right when Will Smith left. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous, and Chris Rock was totally within the right to do what he did, and and I thought. Yeah. Totally I mean, I thought the the joke wasn't even that. that it was pretty joke. benign. Like a GI Jane joke, which is stupid. Like I can get, or not necessarily stupid, just but like not even that funny. Um, like I can get her being upset, biting a little bit with her alopecia stuff, and you know maybe being a little sensitive to that, but it doesn't merit having you know. A guy come up on stage and assault yeah. somebody else. Totally, right. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, it was a complete overreaction on Will's part. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if if you think about it, like the pain, it didn't just cause Chris Rock pain. It caused all. We had to hear. Yep. <laughs> those terrible jokes about that incident. So right. the slap hurt yeah. more than just Chris. Yeah, hundred percent. It yeah. it just I don't know. I thought personally it was not a great special. I did, I did too. I didn't think it was that great. Um, but I also didn't think it was awful or terrible, right? right? It's kind of like my expectations of Chris to this point for me to make me laugh personally are very low. Yeah. So I didn't expect much. It kind of felt like, yeah, I was right. Didn't I'd, get much. I'd give it a B minus. Like, ooh, B, a B, B as a boy? Yes. Oh, I would, I would, I put it in a D category. It's not failing, but I'm not giving it any sort of yeah. credit for for being anything other than you didn't fail. You did, you did an hour. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's an interesting take. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, who, who am I to say? I mean, I, what he subjective did, opinion. No, yeah, no, here's the thing is, member, you can say whether you like it. You're not again. I'm also not questioning Chris Rock yeah. and his. This is. I mean, you put him in your top five opinion. last episode. Yeah. You said he's one of your top five greatest black comics of all time. That's right. So it's not like you have disrespect for Chris Rock. That's Robert. correct. And, and exactly. I'm saying, you know, I didn't put him in my top five. Yeah, and here and you are defending yeah, him. Yeah, so it's... Like that's your number three. But, and, I, and I think I'm just defending uh, the fact that it's just really hard to be a comic, you know? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really hard thing to do with all the expect. I mean, do you, could you imagine being in his shoes? Like you said, he looked nervous. Oh, he 100%. He his pacing was was yeah. erratic. His 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 voice control wasn't even right. Like for I'll give you an example. There's one moment when uh, I think he's used to doing this. He'll say his punchline or joke, and then he'll go, "But yeah," and he'll like yell that. Yeah. And uh, there was a moment he did it. Even I was like, "That was over the top." And then he corrected himself. He goes, "But, but yeah." And yeah. then told the next part of it. Like, he clearly saw that the, the, the energy was not there for him to do that, which it sounds like it's a really tiny thing, right? Mm-hmm. But for a performer that's as influential and successful and has been around for as long as Chris Rock has in yeah. comedy, you would think he would have a better sense of that. I think just – I think that would have been a tough night, man. Like, could you imagine all – just – the lead up to that day for him personally, like that would have been that's a that's a tough day, man. When was the last time he would have been like that nervous to perform before? Yeah, no shit. Like you know, live you know on Netflix, you know, addressing you know like a major yeah, thing. Yeah, but but when you're considered where oh, you're yeah, yeah. at, you have to do it, man. Like the, oh, the no, excuses no. can be there. We could and we could have reasons for all this, but at the end of the day, your 
You know why I can say that? Because people don't think of me as Chris Rock. They don't have those expectations of me. So I can look at Chris Rock and go, yeah, man, you can't fuck up your closer that we've been waiting a year for on the biggest possibly historical comedy special. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's very fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my, you know, uh, higher grade than you think is part of it is a spectrum in the live part of it and everything. And uh, but again, also the live part of it, like, dude, I'm telling you, when you do, like, is how much of a difference would you feel if somebody all the? It's not like the entire world was brought into the theater. The cameras that are usually there when he probably does special or performances at this point, because I'm guessing, you know, uh, especially if he's working up to a special, he's probably recording a lot. You're used to performing in front of cameras. That's what I mean. Like. I can't give I can't give any credit on the live aspect of it. Yep, I don't know. It's another it's a camera in the room. You're you. And my my favorite part was a I forget what the joke is, but it's about a quarter of the way through, and he's trying to be a, a little edgy about something, and uh, I think it's when he's talking about abortion. And like the abortion the, one was okay. I like I, I, I liked <laughs> the premise of it because I thought yeah. it was funny. I disagreed a lot with. The what was behind it, but yeah, so did like he did something, and audience didn't get it at all, and that, that was the biggest laugh I got was just laughing at it. It's not going over. Do you? Yeah, what was that? I was trying to remember what that bit. I, I think that I, the my I, the part I remember of that bit that I thought was funny was the I support women killing babies. Yeah, yeah, and he said he's like paid for more abortions. Yeah, in here, yeah, yeah, and like I thought that was a funny concept of the I'm gonna support you by si-, you know what I mean like yeah that again I disagree completely with the sentiment behind it. Yeah. But uh, I think it was that that was a funny bit. Yeah, but like uh, you should be able to do it until they're at least four. That that's oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a good bit. That well, was that a good part, solid I, bit. I've, I've heard that before. Yeah, but I just thought yeah, that's what I thought. As soon as he said that, I'm like, who has not made that joke? Yeah, yeah. it was very much like I saw that one coming. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah. Don't. And then he did. I'm like, ah. that's what I thought too. I heard that, like that was like not a great. I, I had the same thought. I heard that. And I was like, dude, every open every like, oh. open micer that's done an abortion bit has said something. To but that the kill effect. babies thing was good. That part was yeah, that was funny. I support oh, women killing babies. Yeah. That's fucking funny. I, oh, I just thought like you know like if you think about uh, was it Chappelle's bit that I it was such a better take on that like he. He basically said, you know, you should be able to abort them if we we should be able to abandon them. Okay, yeah. Like that, like that was such a great, like it's women's right to to kill these motherfuckers. We should at least be able to abandon them. Yeah, I'm like that's a great. That is, yeah, one hundred percent. Such a better way of. They they toured together for this, right? Yeah. Didn't he, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, tour together to get ready, kind of ready, get uh, ready for this? They toured like a like a full on tour, but I know they worked like at least a few days. Man, because like, he was there. Because I think Rock was there when the dude came up to try to get Chappelle. Right, just trying to like, hey man, can you give me some some notes? Oh, I also the other the actually maybe the, my favorite joke, and it seemed like it got a pretty good pop on on this one was. Probably my favorite joke that I can think of right now is the uh, the Beyonce joke about her being so fine. She were your Burger King and still married Jay Z. But if it was reversed and Jay Z was working yeah. at Burger King, that was a good bit. That, that yeah. was a good that was a good joke. Like that that was a good joke. I mean, I don't think I it's like a, the the running joke. You know, like he's not trying to piss off more rappers. Like, yeah, so I thought that was smart actually. Yeah, he did this, it like at least three times. Yeah, he did four. Snoop Dogg and then Jay Z. Like so, that was actually a smart way I thought of how how. He set up his show. He knew the Will Smith was going to be his closer, right? Yeah. He knew that. The first time he did it, I'm like, okay, he's well, taking it to the end. No, yep. He didn't know it. <laughs> well, he knew he was going to do it. He knew he was going to make that his closer. So throughout the episode, he like peppered in these little 
I don't need another rapper mad at me. Like, so you're still thinking about the it. The whole, yeah. yeah, you're for he was like foreshadowing that closing bit, which I thought was very smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the guy is still a, you know, a, a master at his craft, but I, I just, yeah, I, I agree with you. I didn't think I it was think, as good of a special. So I think Chris Rock is a much better performer than he is writer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty clear because, you know, there. I believe Nate Bargatze wrote for him for mm -hmm. a bit, and I saw I swear, I some tweets uh, that said, you know, when Tambourine came out, like one of the reviews was, this is what Chris Rock looks like without Nate Bargatze, and I can't remember who else they mentioned, oh, interesting. you know, writing for them. And so, I mean, Louis used to write for him too, right? I'm sure. Back in the day, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing people are... Uh, the, the Chris Rock show, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing people show. are upset with Chris about is, uh, I saw a lot of people tagging that clip from the HBO roundtable discussion with Seinfeld, yep. Gervais, Louis, and uh, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock, and the bar where Louis C.K. is just openly saying the, the hard R N word yeah, yeah. with, and it it is uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I mean that, he's done it yeah. in his specials too. Yeah. They, the, here's the crazy part is like Louis, it, I I still think he's probably one of the greatest comedic minds to ever live. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think he's a fantastic comic. No, I, I agree. I've watched every special of his countless times, and I just can't. Everything just hits with but me. But the, the the no, the thing is, people aren't upset with Louis. No, they're I mean, upset with Chris for being like, "You're gonna let a white dude just say that in front of you." That's so. It, isn't that how it works? Thing. Isn't that how? Don't you don't the, don't doesn't a black person give you the pass? No. <laughs> you just never get it. I mean, so I guess, but I mean, I'm not gonna let that person speak for everybody that's gonna be watching this on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. So it's know. like this: if your black friend gives you the pass, so right. uh, you can use it with that black friend. With that black friend. Yeah, right, like, yeah. but if you're around their family. Yeah, but Chris Rock is a good friend of his. But again, but not, but the people watching public, on yeah. HBO. Right. Yeah, that was. It's not like they. It's not like Louis <laughs> thought they were just there to have a convo. And he's like, wait, wait. Yeah, he wasn't that wearing was a wire. recorded. Yeah. He wasn't wearing a wire. That would have been great. No, that would have been great though. If, like Louis did. He was the only one that didn't know. He just thought they were hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, they're like. Hey, by the way, Louis, uh, we wanted to let you know this will be uh, premiering on HBO on April 8th. He's like, wait, 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 what? What? That's my comedy anniversary. I just, I just, I just said some things. We need yeah. to go back. I mean, like, I, dude, I still nope. think comedy should feel dangerous. That's my opinion. I don't know. Like, I, I still think it should feel. It, it, when I was growing up, right, and I watched mm -hmm. Chris Rock or George Carlin or whatever, I'd watch. It, I was like, dude, these ideas feel dangerous. But look at what the ideas were. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And that was the thing. They felt it felt like right, but dangerous. Yes. And I, I mean, his new special didn't feel that way to me. But so when when now it's hard to find those because we're in this weird place in society where we don't want comedy to feel dangerous. We want it to feel almost uplifting in a way. A lot of people want that. They want to well, feel like they hey, want punching up. OK, but that's not one. You can do that, but there's only so many people to punch up on. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, like really? I mean, how many how many groups are you gonna make fun of if you're punching up? You're gonna make fun of white guys, which is fine. Do that. No, no, but okay, <laughs> but, but, all, yeah. but no, but also privileged. Yeah. You don't have to sure. make it about race, and of course, with race, yeah, there's only gonna be a short place to go. But privilege is a big group. Sure, but you, like some of the funniest jokes are about being poor and the poor and how poor people are. Like exactly. Totally. I mean, like it, it totally is, and it's like that's the job of from the poor though. Yeah. So Chris Rock's not in that group anymore. With yeah. that first HBO special, Bring the Pain, he was not Chris Rock. Right. In fact, in every aspect, even financially, because Bring the Pain was his 
almost, he said, last shot at becoming a, a famous comedian. If you didn't think this episode was funny, what? It's subjective. Comedy is subjective.